Hello, and welcome to another episode of Other Record Labels. I'm your host, Scott Orr. Thanks for listening. Um, I want to talk about something that is um, is kind of interesting, and, and, and I want to talk about uh, outside the box outside the box marketing strategies for, for record labels. And, and, uh, marketing is something that I know a lot of our listeners are uh, passionate about and are challenged by a couple of months ago, I messaged about 20 different labels on Instagram. I DM them. And I said, I said, listen, what are, are some of the challenges you face running your label? And these are, these are labels that are, are often run by one or two people. Um, it's a, it's a, usually a side project. Um, a lot of these people have full-time jobs and they're just trying to, to, uh, do this passion on the side. And I asked them, what are your challenges? And when I looked at all of the responses I got, the different things that people are challenged by, they all fell under the umbrella of marketing. I mean, most of them fell under the umbrella of marketing. And so I know, I mean, marketing is kind of like a dirty word and I don't, I, I don't know what a good synonym might be, but, um, it's the idea of getting, when we release music, getting uh, the music um, that we're passionate about and that we've released into the ears uh, or the minds of, of listeners who we know are going to love it if they just have the opportunity to hear it and give it a chance. And so I, I wanted to, I've kind of, it's something I've been asking a lot of our our guests about, and I've kind of pulled five different things that are I try to keep in my mind when I release a record or a single um, as as just outside of the box things. One of the one of the questions uh, or one of the challenges we had was people say that social media is really their only way of uh, social media and e blasts are their only way of marketing a new release, and they want to know what are some other things that, that we can do as record labels to promote this, um, and especially when you're on a zero to low budget, um, we can't do billboards, we can't do um, we can't you know, pay blogs or pay people to, to, to look at us. We can't even afford Facebook ads. And so what are some things that are essentially free that we can do to promote our releases? So I've come up with five things. Um, and this is on top of social media. Obviously social media is free and easy to do, but the problem with that is it's very crowded and it's unreliable. I mean, we have a following on Facebook, then all of a sudden Facebook changes its algorithms and we can't reach those followings without paying tons of money. And of course, everyone hates Facebook. Um, and so, uh, you know, social media is great. And, and, and ultimately, it brings in a lot of views and a lot of listeners. And there are some cool things that we can do, um, but it's not the only thing. The first thing, uh, number one is send personal emails. Um, so what I mean by that is I, I like to take a morning um, on after a release has come out or just before a release comes out, and I will send a personal email to like, like blogs that I admire or playlisters or people in the industry or even like just actual fans. I'll send a personal email. Like I won't even copy and paste anything. I'll just say, except for like the links, but I'll just say, hey, listen, here's a new release that's out. Like, I hope you're doing well. You know, we're friends from something. I'll even message on Facebook if I have to um, and just say, you know, please check out the record. I have a buddy um, who he's a, a DIY artist and, and he's not on a label. He does his own stuff and he'll actually send texts to his friends and say, Hey, I have a new single out. It would mean a lot if you checked it out or added it to your playlist or something. 
and, and, and share it on Instagram as a story. And so many people do And I think it's a genius way. And I mean, of course our friends are like, sure, I'll help you out. No big deal. Okay. The second thing is kind of crazy. And this is mailing postcards to people. Now I like this because all of our friends and fans and everyone see our new releases through social media and online, but there's a way to kind of have them snap out of it and and bring our new release into the real tangible world. And so this is something we did about four or five years ago with an artist named Tim the Brave. Now, Tim had released a um, uh, an EP in 2012, and then his full length, his second record was coming out in 2015. I think it was 20, no, 2016, early 2016. And so uh, his first EP was really popular and it sold a lot on Bandcamp. So we had like maybe 50 to a hundred addresses on from Bandcamp of people who had bought his first CD and in 2012, 2013, 2014. So we had their actual physical addresses from Bandcamp. And so what we did is I pulled off a spreadsheet, downloaded it from Bandcamp and I went through it and kind of picked through like who I thought like would be smart enough, like who, who I think it would be smart enough to send these, um, send a postcard to like, I pulled out some things that I thought maybe, or like some countries I couldn't afford or whatever. I came up with maybe about 30 or 40, maybe 50. I can't remember addresses. I, I printed them all off or maybe my wife hand wrote them. I can't remember, but we got them all off. We printed these uh, four by five postcards where you could fit four uh, on an eight and a half by 11. They were double-sided. They were color. I think, I think getting like 50 of these was like, cost like maybe 10 bucks or under 20 bucks. It was very cheap on the postcard. It had a, on one side, it had a picture of the album artwork on the other side. It, it just said, uh, timid, the brave, the new album out. And then the release date and then a website that was it. And then a room for a stamp and an address. We sent these out and I don't know how they did to be honest. Like the album did well, but I don't know like what the impact was it. That's the thing with mailings. You don't, you can't really measure that. I suppose you could have put a download code on there or a coupon code. So you would know how many people redeemed those. You could do that. But there was something cool about um, kind of snapping people out of that digital realm and having them come into um, the physical world and come home from work and find uh, in their in their junk mail, another piece of junk mail, and it's a postcard advertising an album. Um, it was a really inexpensive way. I mean, I shouldn't say inexpensive because there was probably like maybe $50 in stamps. So the whole thing was under a hundred dollars and, and a lot of effort, but I think it was cool. I think it was, a, it was something that not a lot of labels would do and not a lot of artists would do. So pretty much, uh, this is going to be the only piece of mail promoting a record that your fans are going to get. So that's a great way to stand out. Um, try it out. Just try it out. I mean, I'm curious. It was fun for us to do, and I certainly would do it again. Uh, another, The third thing is to uh, give away uh, the first three songs from an upcoming release. This is something I did recently, uh, and it worked. It was a great way to get an email capture. Um, I had an upcoming release, and so I wanted to give away the first three tracks. Um and, and I did it by emailing my fans. So people who had previously um, downloaded my record 
uh, or bought my record. And so they kind of thought of it as like a, a little bit of a treat. It was like two weeks ahead of the release. It was a great way to get some new emails by posting on social media and say, hey, come over to this site. You can use MailChimp for free to create a little landing page where they enter your, their email and, and get some songs downloaded. Um, basically like giving something away ahead of time as a way to kind of stir up a little bit of interest in the album. So that's something you can consider. Uh, the fourth thing I like to do, and this is just like a little mental checklist, by the way, these aren't like game changers. These are just little things like incremental things that you can do that will hopefully help your release. Um, I One of the things I do is I target niche blogs and podcasts. So what that means is like, obviously you're going to be sending, if you're releasing like um, an electronic, uh, ambient electronic album, you're obviously going to be targeting ambient electronic blogs. There's no doubt about that. But what, and that that's a given, that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is um, going after, let's say you're releasing this on cassette. So what about finding a podcast or a blog that specializes on cassette enthusiasts? Or maybe you're pressing this to a really elaborate gatefold vinyl and you're doing some really cool things with the, with the record. Maybe contacting an Instagram account that um, has followers for vinyl enthusiasts, maybe sending that person a free record so that they post a picture of your beautiful vinyl project. Um, you know, going after some like sub sub categories, uh, blogs and podcasts, being a guest on a podcast. So let's say you were uh, recorded this whole record or the artist recorded this whole record at home. Try to get that artist on a podcast that talks about home recording. Uh, mics and preamps and that kind of stuff to talk about the process of making this record. One of the things I've tried to do is I've tried to look for blogs and podcasts that talk about artwork and graphic design, because if I have an album on my label that has really great uh, album artwork, then I'll go after one of those blogs and podcasts and submit it for their consideration and say, hey, you know, can we come on the show and talk about the artwork uh, or can you share it on your Instagram based on the artwork? So Obviously, these music blogs are inundated with submissions um, from musicians about new releases, but that's not so true about podcasts who focus on home recording or um, or Instagram accounts who focus on cool vinyl variants. And so you could submit to them and uh, might, you might have better luck. So that's something I always just think about. I think about what are, are some, you know, maybe it's like a local uh, a local blog that focuses on your city's arts uh, or it's, um, you know, like a city run thing. Uh, so that's something I think about. It's like, a, it's one of my, on my checklist is like, I think about the album, I listen to the record, I look at the artwork and I think, what is some like non-music blogs that I could chat to about this? Uh, the final thing is really simple. It's pursuing playlists. I know that is like on the hearts and minds of a lot of artists is trying to get on Spotify playlists. Um, and so this is like a no brainer, but some people haven't really thought about it. And depending on the genre, maybe you're not too crazy about playlists yourself. And so you don't really pursue it, but it is something to, it, to go after. I think it's something that helps a lot. Um, and when we're talking about ways to move marketing outside of social media, I think it's a really cool thing because um, there's a lot of passive listeners. So passive listeners, I, I think of listeners as two. I think of listeners as active listeners and passive listeners. Active listeners are like you and I, people who buy records, people who follow artists on 
on social media. We go to shows. We go after new music. We wake up in the morning and we want to discover new music. New release Friday. Um, we're looking at the new releases. Those are active listeners. And those people are kind of easy to reach because they're always looking for new music. Passive listeners are maybe people who use music um, to, to study with, or they turn the radio on when they get in the car and they don't think about it. Um, playlists are great for passive listeners because they really don't have the passion or the time to go searching for new music. They just love music. Um, but they really just take what is presented to them and they trust the curators or they trust the radio stations to provide them with music. There's nothing wrong with these listeners. In fact, these listeners probably make up, um, most of the money that's, um, made by artists. And so playlists are great for these passive listeners. And the way to reach them is to try to get on as many playlists as possible. And what's interesting is that based on a lot of the algorithms in Spotify is if you're on a lot of playlists that aren't even necessarily big, they could be playlists that you make yourself, that your friends make, um, that your label has, uh, promoting your own label artists. Um, and, and even some, just some third-party playlists that have you know, 500 listeners or a hundred listeners or a thousand listeners. It's important to try to chase after some of these, use submit hub um, to go after them or, or find their contact through their Spotify or Twitter profile and ask if they'll consider your song, if it's relevant to their playlist. And that can build up over time and you can start to get some new fans and new listeners that way. That's an obvious thing. We talk about playlists all the time on the, on the podcast with our, with our guests. So I'm not saying anything new here, but these are five things that I like to think I like to think about because obviously I'm going to post on social media. Obviously, I'm going to send an e-blast to our to our mailing list. Obviously, I'm going to send to the blogs that I admire that I really want to, to get this record on. But then after I've done that, I think, what else can I do? And I have a big checklist that I go through and, and one day I'll, I'll share that with you. But um, I know a lot of you have uh, a PR um, checklist that you do. And so I like to try to do some uh, outside the box things like sending personal emails, mailing postcards or, or printing off posters to take the digital album into the physical world, giving away some songs ahead of time to, to fans, um, targeting niche blogs outside of the music world or in, in parallel with the music world. And then of course, pursuing playlists and not just Spotify playlists, but third-party playlists. I hope that helps. Um, I hope you find this interesting. I'm curious if you have any outside of the box uh, tips or tricks that you do, please share them with me. You can DM me at other record labels on Instagram or on Twitter. I'm at other songs. That's my label. Um, and you can email me at podcast at other We've got more of these um, conversations and type of things uh, in our free guide that a lot of our previous guests um, have shared with us and you can get that at other record labels.com. Thanks for listening. This is a lot of fun. <laughs>